Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. My guest today is Anne Bonnie. Anne is a keynote speaker at Your Change Speaker and the author of Get Over It, 47 Tips for Embracing the Discomfort of Change. She is the authority on managing change with confidence and resilience. With relatable stories from growing up overseas, running international marathons, and volunteering at an elephant sanctuary, she also has clients including Under Armour, Marriott Hotel, and Wells Fargo, and is a proven leader, an effective educator, and mindset-shifting presenter who can catalyze powerful change in organizations and people's lives. It's going to be an ultra-fun conversation today. Anne and I just spent the last 10 minutes on the pre-call just really nerding out on this stuff, so I'm really excited. And thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the show. Jess, thank you. It's great to be here. So there are a lot of accolades in that intro. You know, you have done so much and you've been around the world. Some of that has made me pretty jelly. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing. Well, mostly it's the hair, but I, uh, yeah, we, I moved around a lot as a kid. So we lived in Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Greece and that kind of, uh, sparked a bit of a gypsy soul. And so I just kept moving and kept traveling. And as I went through life and my career, a special ed teacher and an animal trainer, and then I got into corporate and I just kind of kept following the things that felt right and felt good. And it's been a pretty good ride. You know, what's interesting about that is not many people have those kinds of experiences, right? You know, just being able to travel around with your parents and get all those rich experiences in other countries that most of us won't, won't be able to visit or visit anytime soon. And then, you know, like just sort of embracing, like you said, the part that feels good. I guess what, what my biggest question here is, what was it like going into corporate after being such a free spirit like that? That had to be soul crushing. Uh, no, not at all, actually. I mean, I started out with Under Armour in 2002. That was kind of my first big kid job. And we were, it was a small company at that point. We were only 80 people. And it was just really an exciting place to be where we were all doing everything we needed to do to make that little engine go. And uh, well, it went. <laughs> and uh, 10 years later, I moved on, but I kind of grew up with Under Armour and grew into that corporate corporate job and identity. And then it got soul crushing. So I left it behind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. So you're a keynote speaker, you're a podcaster, you've written a book. Tell us a little bit about that experience and why that is so important for you to get your good word out there. 
Yeah. Well, and I think you kind of nailed it earlier when you said a lot of people don't have the experiences that I've had. And with a lot of those experiences has come a confidence and a knowledge on how to deal with change and how to deal with unknowns when oftentimes they, you know, really paralyze people in their lives and through reaching out and getting the things that they want to get. And so one of the things that I decided after I left corporate was I want to help people embrace unknowns and embrace change and become more resilient so they can just be happier people, whether it's, you know, teaching high school or running around the world, whatever it is that that you do, you know, as long as it's making you happy, you're a good person in the world and you're nicer to me at the grocery store. So ultimately it's very selfish. I love it. But one of the things that's interesting about change, especially when you're, you know, when you're in the middle of a career change or changing your focus within your career, right? Mm -hmm. That can be hella scary, right? That can be, you know, something where it's where it's like, you know, before I was in sales, but now I just want to be in account management or I want to move up into a C-level type environment. There is so much negative self-talk that goes into it. I mean, I know for myself, when I started, I feel like I've been forced to reinvent myself. I'm probably, I'm like my sixth reinvention, you know, over the past uh, 30 years of my career. And what happens is that you're really thinking about, no, I think first and foremost, you know, I was the kid that started in high school. What am I doing behind a microphone now? Right. You know, those are the kind of things that, uh, you know, that gets me. It's like, I can't cold call. Therefore I shouldn't, therefore I'm not in sales, but you know, lo and behold, I'm in sales every freaking day trying to make it happen. You know, it manifests itself in, you know, in a lot of different ways. Let's talk a little bit about how you help people figure that out and, you know, sort of get rid of that negative self-talk, but also be able to play on the strengths. It's like, you know, it's one thing to just, you know, blow sunshine their way. Yeah, you're great. You know, you know, but to get people to believe it and to get people to take action on it, that is a real skill. Talk to us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that and what that looks like in your world. Yeah, sure. Well, one of the things that I do in my keynote is I work on normalizing that fear, that discomfort, because ultimately we're fighting against our brain that believes that same is safe. And so if you are uncomfortable with unknowns and change and all that stuff, that is normal. Um, your brain's doing its job, which is great. And I introduce people in my keynote to Sally, which is my, uh, you can name yours, whatever you want, but my inner voice of doubt. And the problem with Sally is she knows all of the things you've messed up, all the things that you don't know, all the things that are bad, all the things that could possibly happen. And when things are unknown and things are changing, she reminds you of all of the things (laughs) that could possibly go wrong and ever have and ever could. And overcoming that voice is really hard. Then you add to that the social pressure of what we should be doing and how we should be running our businesses and, you know, all of the, the cultural messages that we get and all of our family messages and all this stuff. So you're getting all of this input and it's really hard sometimes to say, you know what, I want to quit my teaching job and go be an animal trainer, which I said to my parents in 1997, to which they were like, uh, what? <laughs> But, and and of course, all my voices of doubt were going as well, uh, but it ended up working out really, really well for me. I was happy. I got to have this super cool job, but it was because I said, this is the right thing for me. So let me see what I need to do to try to make this happen. And the cool thing was all along the way, as I'm doing this research and starting to learn things, I could always have turned around and go back. 
So it's figuring out what's that thing that's right for me, even though sometimes it doesn't go along with what everybody says you should do and what that voice in your head, which is protective, but it's 100% risk averse. It is, it's going against all of that. You know, I love the way you articulated that because first of all, by giving that fear a name, by giving that, that self-talking person a name, I think is really critical because then, because then you can have conversations with them, right? Then you can be like, totally bitch, shut up. Right. (laughs) You know, that's that's the first one. (laughs) Right. I like to be more gentle with mine because ultimately Sally's just trying to keep me alive. right? Right. So I'm like, you know what, Sally, I get it. And you're right. But I also am kind of a badass, so we've got this. (laughs) Exactly, right? No, but the thing is, is that, you know, but there are so many things that we need to take action on. And we're not going to do it from a place of being scared. We're not going to do it from a place of being careful. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, people when they look at, uh, you know, when they look at big influencers, like, oh, my God, look how easy it is. Gary Vee has a film crew following him around. It's like, well, yeah, he's Gary Vee. But guess what? He started with zero followers just like you just like everyone else. Right. And what happens is that, you know, when you start to think about, you know, those types of relationships, you know, you know, before this person was this person, you know, they were actually, they were pounding pavement and eating a lot of crap way beforehand. Right. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand is you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work in order to get to this. Right. Even winning the lottery, my wife and I talk about that. This is our plan B for a while now. Right. But we know it's not going to happen. We know it's not going to be something that's going to come up. And if it does come up, great. You know, then we're blessed and it's all good. Right. But in the meantime, we are here to make a change in our career, your career, you know, and all the people that we're trying to influence. Let me ask you this. When you're making these presentations, how do you get them to change the state change the state that they're in, that they're in this negative self-talk and that, and that, you know, some, you alluded to it a little bit before. I want to get a little deeper. How do you get them to really take on that new persona to really quiet that self-talking voice and really take action to make the next step? How does that look? Yeah, I think there's kind of two steps to it. Um, The first one is acknowledging your problem, acknowledging why it's hard, Um, acknowledging your feelings about it and saying, you know what, this sucks. I'm scared because I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to do next. And taking just a minute to acknowledge those feelings and say, yeah, this is hard. Not too long, (laughs) but you take a couple minutes just to acknowledge it. Because by doing that, you shift your thinking around to the logical part of your brain. Now your brain is warmed up for you to have that conversation, like you said, with that inner voice, mine, Sally, where I say, hey, Sally, look, you're right. A lot of that thing stuff could happen. And, And then we start to say, but what happens if this goes right? And here's all the things that I've figured out in the past. We would not make it where we are right now if we had not figured out a lot of stuff, gotten through a lot of stuff, and remind yourself of those things. Because Sally will be reminding you of all the things. And you do say, you just said, how do you quiet that voice? Well, you kind of talk over her because she keeps talking (laughs) and it can get exhausting. But by being able to have that argument and understand where that fear is coming from, it helps you bring in the logical part of your brain to say, you know what? We figured out hard things before. We don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, we're scared. But I think we got this. And then you move forward. Or as I say, you punch it, Margaret. (laughs) There you go. You know, what's interesting is that 
when you're having these conversations with yourself, right? For me, one of the biggest things I remind myself is that, listen, I got to where I am somehow, right? I've been 100% successful up until this point. May not have been the most glorious success that, uh, you know, anyone can handle, but hey, you know, like I got fired for my, you know, for my last job, you know, 14 years ago, right? You know, when I have crappy months in business or I have uh, great months in business, first of all, I take ownership of them both, right? You know, the great ones, yeah, that was me, but the crappy ones, yeah, that was me as well, right? And what happens is, when you start taking ownership of that is, and you realize it's like, oh, I can't, like, like I can't, I can't talk to girls. I don't know how to do that. You know, it's like, well, yeah, you can. Cause you talk to them all day long. You just don't, you know, you just need to switch up the context a little bit. Right. Or if I'm talking to clients, you know, like I have a big aversion to cold calling, for example, but the, you know, the fact of the matter is if push came to shove, I could do it. I mean, I speak, I read and write and speak English to a pretty high level. I can do it. Right. It just comes down to being just to relaxing, getting comfortable and just knowing, knowing your craft. Right. And then and of course, you know, your craft because you went to school for it, because you you have 10 years experience in it. Go reread your resume, you know, go look at all the great stuff that you've done and then come back and say, oh, I can't do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't live in a very self-congratulatory society, but it is good to have that dialogue going in your brain every once in a while to say, you know what? I can probably do this. I do that when I'm about to go on stage. I get nervous too. And I do this for a living. I love it. But I I remind myself, hey, Anne, people like what you do. You're good at your job. Just go do it and see what happens. (laughs) Exactly. So I'd like to ask you a question about uh, like a case study or, you know, like how you've, uh, of someone that you've worked with and that you were able to get a positive result out of them. Can you walk us through a little bit about how that works and, you know, like some of the steps that you used in order to get them to that state? How did that look in your world? Yeah. So I work mostly with large groups because I do a lot of keynotes and things like that. And I, I worked with a, a bank at one point and they were going, it was post COVID. They were going through a ton of change, the way they delivered services, how they interacted with their customers, everything was changing. And this was a small, you know, Northern Michigan bank that had been working the same way for a long time. They had an incredible family like culture in their company And a lot of people had been there doing the job the same way for 20 years, 25 years, even a couple people had been there for 30 years. And they were having a real trouble accepting change and accepting doing this job in a different way. And it made perfect sense. What we did was we worked together and we talked about this resistance and how it's natural and it's normal. We also talked about how we can build the team a little bit more in a way that specifically helped them to support each other through the change. And then we also talked about a really fun thing, you know, that I talk about in my keynote, I talk about problem plan, punch it. We already talked about problem. What is my problem? Acknowledging that what's my plan. And that's the ownership that you talked about. What can I do? And then we have to punch it, Margaret. And that's when we have to start taking action. And it goes right back to that ownership thing where when we're in action and we're trying things and we're asking questions and we're learning things, even though the path to getting comfortable with this change may be long and dark and foggy and scary and ever changing. If we continue to take these steps and continue to punch it and continue to keep moving, we eventually get there. Like you said, it's never quite the straight path that we hope or we expect, but we eventually move forward and we get there and we feel a lot better about it. Taking, like you said, that ownership, taking action and moving forward. You know, I think taking ownership is one of the paramount things that for me as an entrepreneur is frankly my job, 
right? Yeah. Because not only do I have to take ownership for the delivery of the products that I do for my clients, but also for the safety, the happiness, the contentness of the people that work for me, right? Because I need them to be happy, right? I need them to, you know, to really think about this and be like, you know, I'm really happy at my job. I love the kind of work, you know, that Jeff is providing. And yeah, I want to stick around, you know, that all flows into corporate culture. It flows into, you know, just creating positive vibes and just making sure that if I'm having fun doing it, I want you to have fun doing it as well. I want my clients to feel that we're all having fun over here and we're making money and it's great. And that's really what it's all about. So I really appreciate well, and the you beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the beauty of it is when you're role modeling that as the leader, they then start to take that on themselves, not only at your at work, but in their lives. And studies have shown that people who take that ownership and take that responsibility for their own situation are more resilient. They're happier. They're stronger. They're healthier. They have all the better things that we want in life. So that ownership thing in your life, in your job, all of that is huge. I love it. And thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Where can people learn more about you and how can they reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Yeah, sure. Yourchangespeaker.com is my website. You can find me on Facebook, Speaker Ann Bonnie on the Instagram as well. And at AnnBonnie.com is the email if you want to go direct. So, but Your Change Speaker will give you all the information you need, including the books, Bill. Get over it as the first one. Get them over it is the second one for managers. Amazing. And thank you so much for joining me. This has been such an enjoyable conversation. And I really appreciate you taking the time to break down these concepts for us today. My, my pleasure, Jeff. It was great to be here with you today. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.